0: what has happened everybody welcome to off the rails a recovery podcast dedicated to ending the stigma of addiction through open discussion on all things recovery related my name is mark with me always are dave and jared and today we're shooting the sober shit fellas what's happening how have you been How's excellent
1: life? excellent good day today for me anyway getting over the hump of this
0: sickness so feel good good stuff buddy yeah thank i you. got a new
2: microphone
0: you are looking really sharp right now very professional um jared got a studio set up in the in the house jared how have you been
2: i've been good yep uh can
0: you just make sure you're talking to the microphone please
2: yeah, yeah. do i gotta talk into it every time
0: oh you're super clear
2: <clears throat> no i've been good um Good weekend. I was outside today raking leaves morning. and my daughter was jumping in it for like a couple hours is the best. Nice. Um,
1: Did you jump in?
2: No. Oh. No. Why? I was the raker. Then uh, me and Bree have been watching a show called the, Watch, the Watcher. Is it good? It's a really good show. Really got addicted to it quick. Uh, just finished it recommend everyone watch it um and yeah i don't know nothing too uh crazy over here other than my terrible mood swings happening lately but working on those and
1: oh how was your did you talk about that your uh
2: yeah that got canceled oh friday
0: how does one work on their
2: mood swings i don't know That's why like, I I don't know any viewers out there with uh, some feedback, drop it in the comments. Yeah. I don't know. Just be a nicer person. I like that. I don't know. Breeze put up through hell and back with me. So she should be treated with the utmost respect and very nicely. So I uh, feel pretty bad when I, lash out bad emotions on her shout out brie shout out brie love (laughs) you other um yeah good other than that good Yep. um got lots of homework to do lots of studying got a big test this week coming up nice Uh, be lying if i say i wasn't stressed so yeah just
1: so that could be that could be a little bit there i mean maybe just being aware of those things that are potentially setting your anxiety levels up a little bit
2: yeah like i am like got a lot going on so i think uh i really gotta step back and just work on myself rather than like dave said to me trying to please everyone else so yeah.
1: It's you and your uh your family.
2: Yeah. But it's like I'm a, I, I'm serious when I say this this time. I'm taking a break from side jobs. I just finally finished them all up. And uh I'm taking a break. I need a break. Um
0: you guys heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's gonna quit smoking.
2: Eventually. You know what I okay, so. I was talking to my mom about this and, um, my grandma, she was like a big part of my life. I used to tell her everything she had MS and I think like a year. Yeah. Pretty well a year to the date before I went to rehab, she had a stroke and passed away. <clears throat> so, and like, couldn't really see her cause of COVID and all that crap. So it kind of sucked and well, it really sucked. Didn't kind of suck. But anyways, that hit me pretty hard, and I think that got me, like, even worse into my addiction. But I was actually talking to my mom. We're doing a burial for her and my two great-grandparents on, uh, when is it? I think October 23rd. And I said to my mom, I'm like, "Uh, do you think it would be okay if I threw my pack of smokes into the, like, into there? before they filled the hole and she's like that's a great idea she would love that <laughs> so i might uh do that just and maybe that'll keep me really accountable because i know i like
1: that will be it that'll be like the final
2: that'll be like the final straw
1: that'd be pretty that'd be pretty uh badass move
2: yeah so it's just like right when you're about to like start throwing the uh dirt over top just whip the pack of cigarettes in and then she also said evie can throw her soother in too." so i don't know i'll i might do that but yeah i really do need to stop like stop smoking it's getting out of hand so
0: yeah i got faith in you buddy
2: uh took me 12 years to quit drinking i think i can quit the smoking in less than that so i'm uh if, if it's less than 12 years or even 12 months i'll be happy Yeah.
0: Dave. Mark. How's
1: your week, man? <laughs> it's been it's been, it has been uh that long since we chatted, but uh it's been it's been good. Don't smile. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um I'm just gonna be very serious about something. <clears throat> uh yeah, no, it's been it's been good. It's been working the last couple of days. Um yeah, kind of same old, same old. Really, to be honest with you, not a whole, not a whole ton new here. Uh, feeling better, so my mood's in a, a, I'm a little bit in a better mood now because you know when you're sick, everyone's you know you don't really feel that great. So, yeah, it's so, Monday, man. I don't really have much to report on, to be quite honest with you. You? How was your week?
0: My week was great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, trying to be serious there, but I can't. I just don't have it in me. Um you know, did uh 79 kilometers for the bike biking last week. That was great. Um but super into pedaling lately, if you guys didn't notice. Um love it. Really good on the old noggin. Um got a day off from the soup kitchen today. And uh so on my day off, uh I go we go out for uh like a brunch every Sunday. It's our new thing. So we do a family gym session and go out to brunch and uh, walk into this place, see one of the dudes from the soup kitchen. And he's like, hey, bro, can I talk to you for a bit? I'm like, this was not ideally what I had planned for my family brunch, but sure. He's like, can we talk outside? Anyway, he asked me for like a phone. Like if I had an old phone to give him. Oh, It's like, not, not just on me right now. uh, I'll take a look around. Isn't it over a cliff? Oh yeah. My old phone. I I, honestly, I, I was just thinking about my phone because you were talking about tossing it and being like symbolic. Well, I took my phone like, oh man, I was in such crazy psychosis. Like I was just like scared of my telephone and like right before I went to rehab the first time I just took it, threw it out, out into this gorge. At home, just, like, fucking, like, I'd say, like, a 500-foot cliff, just, like, $1,100. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? So, no, I didn't tell him that story. Uh, I was just like, no, I don't got one on me. Uh, I'll take a look at home. He's like, well, anyway, you can meet me today. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't even know if I have one, man. So, anyway, that kind of put a damper on my on my brunch. I didn't tell you guys that yet, but uh, yeah. I don't know. He's a nice kid. I really yeah. like him. And, uh, I am going to see if I have an old phone here for him, but then it
1: reminds uh, me of like a celebrity getting hassled out, like with, with their family. And it's like, not, not now, like, you know, I'll, I'll sign autographs later, but, uh, I not want to do my family thing.
0: Yeah. And like the core of Dan of Lethbridge downtown is very small. So it is inevitable. Yeah. I like, every time I go down there, I'm going to, like, had to talk to someone. And uh, that's just cool. But sometimes I just want to hang out with the family, you know? Yeah,
1: this is good good and bad, right? Yeah. Double-edged sword, as you like to say. I do love that way. I yeah.
0: That way. I do love that saying. But, um, yeah, then I went to an NA meeting today. It was great. I shared. I don't, I don't always share at my meetings, but uh, I feel like... It's good to do. Yeah, they say uh, it's good for the newcomer to listen. Uh, had a sweet craft night last night, fam. Another yep. tradition we are starting: where we do crafts on Saturday nights. It was pretty fun. Uh, we made uh, this cool little thing with Mila, where um, Rebecca painted her butt.
2: <laughs> a bumpkin.
0: That's exact. Did you see this craft before? <laughs>
2: yeah i think we've done it
0: yeah and we're like yeah i was so out of like she was like this is what we're doing and i'm like i'm not doing that I'm did you do
2: what bumpkin too
0: yeah my <laughs> piece size canvas for this pumpkin so paint, yeah she's like this is what we're doing we're painting this butt <clears throat> pushing it against this piece of wood and writing nan's little bumpkin on it and i'm like i'll hold her i'm not doing none of that uh weird <laughs> and it's, and anyway, that's what we did. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I watched the movie Felon, I think, last night. It's pretty good. Nice. Then I had a dream I was in prison.
2: Oh, I watched that movie. It's good. It's really good. And you actually, sorry to cut you off, but um, well made. The, yeah, the uh, Shane, that's all I could think of during his episode. And yeah. do you know how uh, that big, was it John, the guy's name? Or, that was uh, the big guy that was his uh, cellmate.
0: Cellmate, yeah. Val Kilmer, yeah. I believe it is.
2: Yeah, how he says prison desensitizes you.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That reminded me of that episode as well. Yeah. Sorry, we Mark. Couple, We've uh, recorded a couple of great episodes recently. Um, all of our one years included yes sir how do we feel revisiting the last year I felt uh
1: <laughs> I felt good i felt good about it i felt i wish uh the, the questions i was not more prepared for but i don't know you know how it is but you i don't know if you guys felt similar at all like you know you might expect maybe what a question might be wasn't really ready for them i think maybe that's the point too but I, don't know, I just thought of things after that I would have liked to have said that maybe I didn't add in there or instead of rambling on about something that isn't really applicable to the question. I could have done a better job, but that's just me. Cause I got to rewatch it. Cause I cut it. So picking apart my,
0: my episode. Um, but it was fun. I'm proud of all of us. Dave, I think you did an awesome job, but yeah. I think, I think as humans we do do that. Like, uh, we're like, oh, I could have been more prepared. I could have done this. And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And honestly, when I go to like NA meetings and stuff, you got to like share off the top of your head. They're like, here's the three topics share. And I fucking suck at it. Yeah. Because I start like panicking. And then I'm like, what are you? What the fuck are you even talking about, man? But you
2: probably don't suck at it, though, because that's when it actually comes from the heart.
0: Yeah. But I just, both, but I'm, I'm just like, I'm the same way. And I overthink what I say. And I'm like, I oh, was so. yeah
1: yeah yeah or you just like you you know what you want to say but you're just having a hard time like really um expressing it so yes and then you're like that's not coming out right Mm -hmm. oh i almost had a almost had a bit of a panic attack this week too i told you i told both you guys i told jared on the car ride home (laughs) today i was doing uh i'll tell the viewers i was doing one of our last episodes uh Rachel's. it's a, it's one of our first ones in the new background and so basically with my laptop I ran out of space so mark emails me the zoom links i download it and then i put it into this editing software i edit it all <clears throat> i need i couldn't I, uh, once it's done editing i got to save it onto the computer and then upload it to youtube there might be an easier way i don't know but anyway this is how i do it Well, I didn't have enough space to save on the computer. So I went through, I started deleting some videos. I'm like, I don't need these ones that Mark sent me. Well, I deleted Rachel's video and that deleted it out of the software program. So like, and I spent a lot of time on that one. So I was almost, I almost started crying. I told you guys, anyway, that was extremely stressful, but I didn't think about having a beer, did not. So
0: and Dave's big, though. big, big noggin figured it out.
1: I did figure it out. I was, I redownloaded it, and it worked. Here so it that was, I was lucky. You're the um, best. Lesson learned. I bought an external hard drive today, and I will keep everything. Boom. How did you guys feel about your episodes? pretty
2: good i thought it was pretty uh Level. Emo- emotional yeah like not during for me so much but after was, it got me reflecting a lot um i i really enjoy talking about i don't know why but talking about my past because i feel like it may like every day if i talk about it more then i uh I just remind myself that I don't want to be like that anymore. And I find it, it really does help me. That's why I I love these episodes of shooting the sober shit because, uh, and meetings as well, because you talk about a lot about your dark places of what actually got you onto your knees to get you to where you are today. And with like, what? (laughs) nothing. Man, I I was on my what? knees, like I was on my knees, like begging for help, so many times. Not doing whatever you children are thinking of. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm
0: be here, man. I'm just sorry. What was
2: so funny about that? I
0: don't know. You were just on your knees. I
2: don't know. <laughs> like I don't know.
0: But yeah, no, I
2: agree. I, you're not like, like I like. It kind of means like fall down, kind of. It doesn't actually mean like you're on your knees.
0: I know. I know it. I know.
1: you <laughs> mean? It was just funny, and then I looked at Mark, and Mark had yeah. a little smirk, and I couldn't keep it in.
2: <laughs> Gosh, sorry,
1: Jeff. We got to grow up. That's why. I mean, that's why someone doesn't like want to come on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't sorry. even remember
2: what I was talking about.
1: You were
0: talking about being on your
1: knees. <laughs> oh, brings out, like, talking about your past and stuff and, like, how you were, that makes you think about the times you were.
0: Yeah, we should yeah. have laughed. It was, it was a very serious talk. I don't, know what, <laughs> you, I don't Sorry, man. I'm, I'm like, That's so, okay. Just, yeah. Um, thinking about, like, the dark times.
2: Yeah. Like, I was just talking about that because my parents are here right now. Yeah. And we just had dinner. And uh I was talking to my parents and Brie. And I don't even remember, like, how many times Brie had to call them over to come get me when I was in, like, a manic state. And uh we were talking about it. And my mom's like, I thought you didn't like talking about this stuff. I'm like, I love it, actually, now, because it just... I never want to go back to that. And if I drink again, then I will like right away probably. So I think uh, it's good to talk about that stuff. I I enjoy it.
1: Is it like how it's talked about too, though? It's not like, like I'm just asking like if let's just say like it was brought up and you weren't ready for it or like,
2: yeah, like sometimes
1: as as like a retaliatory thing towards you, like, you know what I mean? but the fact you're having a conversation about it's a little bit different than like
2: well yeah like tonight i brought it up i was just like remember this
1: that's what i mean that's why it's a little bit a little bit easier or better to talk about versus like if someone just like throws in your face for some reason right yeah
2: there's like a few things that i don't like talking about at all that i might talk about someday but that are kind of hard to talk about um but uh yeah that's when i get off like anxious and a little fucked up and disoriented when that kind of stuff comes up but just regular recovery kind of stuff i love
0: yeah i agree there are definitely hard things to talk about man especially dark times and
2: especially oh sorry
0: but I do like, I agree with you, man. I really think it is important to talk about because, like, when you joke around about certain things and, like, you kind of like paint, I don't know if you paint a light picture, but it's also important to have those serious conversations where, you know, like, uh, I don't know, you're on, like, on myself. Like, I've, like, planned like thought about how I was going to kill myself and shit like that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like those are dark times where it's important to talk about. Cause like, why would I ever want to go back to that feeling?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That, and that's a, that's actually the worst. And those are some of the things that I read, like that I struggle talking with or the like suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. but you know, like even like every guest pretty well that we've had on here have had them and most people that are in recovery have had them. And I think it's, it's, uh, I think people are scared to get like put in a, like, uh, like locked up in a, on a, like a ward or something for having those thoughts. I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. Psych ward? Uh, A psych ward. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I also think it's like, like everything, there's different levels of, of that as well. Right. Of like that suicidal thoughts or whatever. Right. There's, you know, some that probably have it super often or have gone to like great lengths or almost done it or whatever. And then there's some that maybe, you know, it's been a small part. So there's like such a variable that I don't know if sometimes people think that maybe You know, it wasn't really bad, so I don't know that I want to talk about it that much because it wasn't really a a big deal. Uh, You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, but it is like, I think it is like, I agree with you, Jared. It's something that people keep pretty close to the chest quite often.
2: And I think like that's the worst thing. Like if you talk about it, then it can be fixed and helped, I think. Yeah. So
1: yeah. And I think it's I think it's good to talk about it all the time cuz you know, not all the time but like the one guest we had on, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was that might have been Adam maybe um who had talked about it once you got sober he still had them, right? And it's like I think it's good for people to realize that are early in recovery that I mean we've talked about it a bunch of times and not everything's like perfect all the time. You still have bad days and You know, and I mentioned it on the last episode, like I wasn't really, I thought that would all just kind of snap and be all better all of a sudden. Right. And so if you didn't share that, that wouldn't have helped me that particular day. And so I think that's important to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sharing, sharing struggles really helps other people struggling. Right. Yeah. And yeah,
2: that's a good point. Yeah, man, I've gotten, so like, since we started this, I've I've gotten so many messages, just me, and I know you guys have too, Mm -hmm. um, about people you would never, like, never really expect that are struggling, just because it's like, and that's what I think social media does wrong too, it's like, you can portray such a happy life on there, and everyone looks happy, but you really don't know what they're actually like. Like that was like with, even with me and Bree's relationship, everyone thought we were like the, oh, the perfect couple because our life looked happy on Facebook and Instagram and nice pictures and no one would have expected us to break up, right? Or have these truck like struggles and uh, behind closed doors, it was a fucking shit show. I mean, there wasn't even many doors left on the house after we were out of there. So it's like, you really don't know. That's why I like when anyone talks about it and when anyone reaches out for help, we know exactly what you feel like.
1: You guys want to talk about Jamie's episode? Yeah. I would love to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so jamie's episode just released amazing dude um yeah. fuck yeah man i've related his story a lot
1: yeah you were, you were saying after uh it was done it was you really yeah. Enjoyed
0: that. yeah yeah just like that getting into like like drinking and then getting into blow and then like hiding it for so long and uh you know like hiding it from my partner uh you know, I'm fortunate enough to still have Rebecca back in my life, but uh, I don't know. It did like cause us to break up and whatnot. So I really related to like go him going through that. I don't know. Yeah. And then like finding ways to sneak out of places to go get drugs. Like, fucking, I used to love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's an awesome dude, man. Yeah, he's uh,
1: he's really cool. Like. Yeah. He's got that, I don't know, energy too. Like, I think I told you, guys. Well, I, I said it in the interview and I told you guys before that like when I met him, I wouldn't have thought, cause uh, maybe back then I had that stereotype of like a sober person is kind of like, you know, ball, dull and boring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Eh, cause you can't have fun when you're, when you're sober. So that must be what sober people are like.
0: <laughs>
2: he's
1: very, He's very bubbly and like pretty, pretty funny guy, pretty, you know, pretty crude jokes sometimes and good dude. And I was just, I was shocked after I found out that he was, you know, sober. Um, And that's just kind of like my stigma of it back then. I was, I don't know how long ago I met him probably 20 years ago. Like we're not close buddies, but I met him through the hockey circles and stuff. And um, so I just remember that always sticking out for me just because of that, stigma I had towards sobriety before. Right. So anyway,
0: I agree.
1: Jared likes how you used to drink Red Bull.
2: Yeah. Well, I kind of had a mishap with that interview and got, uh... anyways, it wasn't good. I was unprepared and nothing was working. So I got, and then I got kicked out of the interview, which was probably for the best. But what I took from it,
0: we never kicked him out of the interview, by the way.
2: No, the, my internet. I did. mean,
0: maybe we should have.
2: We probably <laughs> should have.
0: But uh, I honestly, dude, I think since that interview, you've been fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, I yeah. needed that.
0: Needed that. Look at you got a new mic, been on time for everything, and you have yeah. been a better communicator.
2: Yeah, I've been really trying.
0: You're fucking Eight, killing it, man.
2: Yeah, well, like, and actually talking to you guys after that, like, about, you guys uh, helped me out after that one. I think I just needed to have one of those terrible uh, nights to realize.
0: Jared, we are here to help you, buddy.
2: Yeah. Anyways, you guys helped me out a lot. Love you guys. Love but you. um, yeah, no, I really like the last thing that I remember he said, which was I was probably going to talk about it anyways, was the Red Bulls. He went out after he got sober and he was just drank one Red Bull and then the next time drank two and then he'd be crushing like a six pack of Red Bulls. Um, that was kind of like me. I haven't like stopped drinking Red Bulls completely. I drink them sometimes still, but I was drinking like six to eight a day for like months and months and months to the point where I was drinking so many of them. I was getting like, I was falling asleep. <laughs> And I kind, and then I realized I'm like, this has become an addiction. So I just cut them out cold turkey for a while, and now I uh, have like once, one the odd time, or if I really need to. But they are addicting, and uh, yeah, I that really, I was like, wow, because I didn't think anyone else was addicted to Red Bull like that. I know you drank the Mark and. I did.
0: I I had to recognize it myself and I was like I was (laughs) drinking like two of the minimum two of the tall cans a day and um, I found like I would just like flatten both of them and I would get like
2: Have a nap? Yeah. And then you can't and then even like I found like after the naps and after the Red Bull crashes you wake up feeling like shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make you didn't not do it did nothing for me. (laughs) No. And then I was like, all right, got to cut this off right now. So, honestly, now I'll have one sugar-free Red Bull every time I go to Walmart, which is like once a week.
2: And a small one? No. No.
0: (laughs) Normally medium size.
2: Yeah, I've been staying away from the big one. I was getting like the two for six big ones and a four-pack of Red Bull at like five in the morning to start my day. Yeah, the big ones, too,
0: they always have them on sale, two for Mm -hmm is it two for six or two for nine
2: two for eight that's what two it is yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah 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 yeah. they got two and then it's like drink one a day and i'm like fuck, fuck. I, <laughs> I, have, I got no self-control
2: yeah and one of them is like worth like seven bucks so it's like you might as well spend the extra bucks and get another one yeah. and have yeah. a yeah. That's,
1: yeah i do that every once in a while like the monsters or yeah. you guys do i do that with a lot of things where yeah the monsters be two for five and i'll it's one for three i I'll, I'll get the one and they'll always be like well it's two for five i'm like no i'm just gonna i'm just having the one i can't have two and then like the next day i'll buy one anyways i'm like yeah. i should just fucking do yeah. them but, but you'd I probably drink one. the two candies with candies and shit like that i'll do that too like no no yeah. I, I do it with up.
0: uh reese big cups all the time yeah just like That's yeah man a... but i'm gonna eat, i will eat both of them simultaneously. <laughs> like uh, yeah
2: mark we I, were bad I, for reese's and bowls and rehab eh yeah a dave would just sit there and watch
0: yeah dave had a lot more self-control oh. over the food yeah i i
1: tried my i don't know it was that whole i wanted to make jim happy that was like my whole goal for when he picked me up i wanted to like be in as best shape as possible and he didn't even pick me up <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I remember vividly the night we were just mocking like a Iron Forge Pizza. And Dave's just sitting there eating a muffin.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I eat that. So- I threw up that night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think
2: I threw up multiple times in rehab for overeating. Yeah. Like, just brutal.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I was not eating healthy. No. Finally, I'm- I, I'm indulge- I indulge a little bit here and there on the Milano's and stuff, but
1: not to the extreme as some others
2: yeah Yeah, oh yeah my 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 mom said too she's like you need to cut it with the pepsis in your episodes you're like you look like you're chugging it (laughs) i'm like some things never change
0: (laughs) yeah i i can't drink like i can't sip on drinks man
2: no me neither
0: yeah like I just, I flattened my coffee before I got on here and I'm soaked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, it's one curious thing. Uh, did
1: you, uh, with Jamie's episode there, The he had talked about that, uh, that time he was drinking and driving when he got charged or whatever. I found that crazy, like, not crazy, but. Well, it is crazy, but his thought process, right? It just goes to show you like when he was in the police station and he was like, his biggest thing was like, well, that's not going to happen again. I got, I can't ever run out of Coke, Coke again. Oh. It wasn't, it wasn't, I shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be drinking and driving. Drinking and driving. Well, obviously he knows he shouldn't have been, but that wasn't what processed first. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Drinking and driving is scary, man. Um, like, I've done a lot of, like, I've drove high before. Um, but on this journey, I've told you guys about a lady that I've met on this journey. And um, she lost her children and her father in a drunk driving accident. Like, a drunk driver hit them and killed her. Like, basically took her whole family away from her. And like she told me that story, I fucking cried. And um I don't know, man. I just like I had this like guilt and shame come over me. And like I it was like a one of those things where I was like, that's never gonna happen again. Right. And yes. I don't know. I'm so thankful that I got to like I, I got to meet her and she's a great person. But it was literally just like A slap in the face and i was just like yeah "Yeah, it's not worth it man but you know that's addiction like you know and he uh like his mindset was i'll never go with coke again not i shouldn't have done that because of these consequences right like and i even think like a lot of times people are like you know i could have got a dui so many times But like that's still that kind of selfish thinking. Like you could have killed someone, right? Yeah, it's fucking like a blessing that that we never like. I never or.
1: Now, let me ask you guys a question. Mm -hmm. I just, do you think, like, okay? So my my thinking is this. I would say ninety. I don't know. It's got to be high nineties percentage of the people when they are sober would agree that drinking and driving is a bad idea. Like it's gotta be almost a hundred percent. I would, I would guess. Right. Yeah. And then obviously you're under the influence and you suddenly lose all your values or lose your, whatever you want to call it, your thought process and you make that decision. Now, do you think losing your license in a DUI should do you think there should be less opportunities to get it back, or like do you think you should automatically have to have the breathalyzer put in the car? And the reason why I say that is just because like if you continue to drink and you don't recognize that you have an issue with alcohol, and you continue to drink and put people's you know, lives in 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 danger. I don't know. Do you know what I'm getting at, or no? Like I, think, I, think, I think if you have a, a drinking issue, if you're an alcoholic, you, you'll, you'll tend to make that mistake more often until you finally either lose your license completely or you don't drink anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you see people with like three DUIs. Yeah. Like, and it's not uncommon.
1: And I bet you if you ask those people, they're sober. They're all going to say that they know it's not good, right? That's what Most people,
2: from. well, yeah, and most people that I know with multiple DF. DUIs are not sober to this day.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I have trouble talking on this. This is one of the things, with, like I was saying earlier, that I have trouble talking about mm-hmm. because I did it so much. And uh, I'm just, like, grateful and lucky that I didn't hurt anyone, myself or my family. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I put, like, I put my daughter in unsafe sp- situations, and it still like haunts me to this day um, but like i just because i've done like because I've done it so many times it i feel like I shouldn't be able to talk about not doing it, but um I'm sober now i guess, and i don't looking back i don't understand what was going through my head when I was doing that but I do understand that that's how crazy and insane the disease of addiction is because something you say when you're sober that you will never do when you're drinking, you won't even think about it. You'll just do it. So uh, I just don't understand it at all.
0: Yeah. And when you're using, you kind of like lie to yourself too, right? Yeah. 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 I think that they should probably be stricter on the dui loss yeah like i don't know how i could like and i don't know man you could fucking kill people so easily like that like it's just
2: like i i don't think you should be, get to go like you get a dui you plead guilty to it and then in 90 days you can go get your license back if you do a back on track course i don't think that's right that's just a money grab yeah yeah and then yeah. uh so I just don't agree with it. I think it's all about money. They okay. want, yeah, like, sure. like sure. They, don't, they don't care about people's safety when it comes down to it, when it's not, like, it's money. It's all, that's what I think it's all about. Mm. Is I, wait, better- I hope I'm wrong. I hope someone can explain, like, maybe if anyone else on here has, uh, that's listening, has any information on this kind of stuff, that'd be cool to send us over.
0: Yeah, it would
1: be. Um... Well, the good thing is, too, that nowadays there's so many options for people to get rides that I think it's probably, you'll see a decline in it as far, like, you know, Uber, all that lifts, all that stuff is, that's one good thing about those things. Anyways, I think it's, there's really no excuse anymore.
2: I know, but I don't think so because, like you, people don't think about that kind of stuff when they're drinking. Yeah. Like nor, like normal people do, like people that go out and go to a party, drive their vehicle to like uh like a bar or something and go out with their friends like once in a while and then get a cab home. But like people that are doing it every single night that go sit at a bar, get wasted and then drive home every night, they're not going to leave their vehicle there. Like that's what I did and I never I never Ubered or anything even when I had full access to it so it's like
1: yeah I finally I I lived close enough to two to the bars where I didn't I just walked over I got a warning I got a warning one time when I got pulled over and I was like this is gonna I'm gonna be fucked here if I lose my license so I uh was luck. not lucky enough but the bar <laughs> I had bar close to where I lived so I could walk over Mm -hmm. which was good and bad i guess
2: yeah yeah. i find like a lot of people like i don't with my situation too like i was hiding alcohol so you're almost like well in my mind i was forced like this is how sick i was so i was like forced to drink and drive i would have like to feed my addiction i would have to stop at the lcbo after work get a mickey pound it by the time i get home and then yeah. either either slowly drink a couple beers and go to the garage or whatever my truck and pound more or whether or I was filling non-alcoholic beers with vodka um like just doing so like i i felt like i was i was like trapped in my own shit if i got caught i would lose everything and i just i had to do it to feed it.
0: Yeah, I think you but, hit the nail right on the head there, buddy. Um yeah. I think when you're hiding it it becomes a lot harder to, you know, be like I got to get an Uber because it's actually, you know, it's fucking middle of the day and I'm hammered or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Please don't drink oh. it anyone.
2: Yes. Yes. Do not. The, and you know the, the, the another huge thing about it too is like when you wake up the next day and the guilt and the shame of drinking and driving, especially with like say a kid in the vehicle or uh like you look like you've had something to drink. Uh do you want like you can drive like playing that and then playing that card? Um when you wake up in the morning though, the how shitty you feel is so bad. And then to get over that shitty feeling, you have to keep drinking again. And it's just a vicious cycle.
1: Yeah, I I will say I I did have that that one bar that was close to me and I would still drive home sometimes when I shouldn't have. And I was in a basement apartment and uh, I remember in the morning waking up and I I would not know if my car was in the driveway or not. And I would like go out in the morning and it would be there and be like, okay, I guess I don't have to walk over to get it or it wouldn't be there. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm walking to go get it. Like I would, I would no clue, which is fucking scary.
2: Yeah, man. There is one time where my, um, I went on like a, I don't know, like a four day bender, no sleep, passed out for like three days. So my car has been gone for like almost a week now. And I got my mom to drive me to down to where I thought it was, but so she knows where the car is already. Um, so she takes, she drives me down there and the car is not there. So she's like, Oh, it must've got towed. So I'm like calling tow co- truck companies. Then I'm like, really like, Oh fuck. Where? Like, what the fuck did I do? And then uh, she starts driving me home. My cousin lives around the corner and I had, and I don't know why he never told me it was there, but I had parked the car on the road across from his house. It was there for a week. And yeah, and my mom knew exactly where it was because it was right around the corner from the house. But I th- she was trying to teach me a lesson. And uh, that lesson did not work because I didn't want to quit at that point. But still, that's how scary it is. You can literally forget, like, driving like what did you do it's bad
0: great episode
2: we're running pretty long here yeah don't drink drink and drive drive. please don't drink and drive okay guys we got
0: a couple great episodes coming up make sure you tune into them thank you so much for listening and if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction please reach out and ask for help thanks for listening